Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is my co-host, Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Ghost Boys podcast. Landon, I promise you we're not going to get into any training camp fights today. Uh, So how are you doing today, sir? Well, you started it, first of all. You threw the first <laughs> punch, and uh, then I felt, uh, you know, look, can we just talk about this real quick? We're not sure going to start any fights, but, but uh, Kenny Young? Kenny Young, what's man. Up, Kenny what's up, Young. Bro? What's up, man? Like, I mean, two different we, times you're going to su- try to sucker punch our guys and then run away? Like, is that how you were taught? Nah, I don't know that that's nah. how I was taught how to fight. I don't know. Anyways. Uh, Tony Pollard, though, man. I, I love him even more than I did before. <laughs> Yeah, dude, the Memphis guys aren't Memphis boys aren't going to back down no, if they get a no. punch thrown at them. No way. Uh, so today we're going to talk about the Cowboys scrimmage that they had on Saturday night against the Rams. Uh, and let's just start with this, Landon. It seems like, by all accounts, this is the most productive session the Cowboys have had. Like with a a scrimmage, you know, with a inner, you know, a, when you have another team there in a scrimmage, seems like they got a lot of work done, right? This yeah, I, I tweeted it after the practice. This was, I thought, by far the most productive one of these kind of intra-squad mm-hmm. uh, 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 scrimmages that I've ever seen. With, with at least with the Cowboys involved, I've yeah, yeah. ever seen. Yeah. So I, I just think that you know they were able to get a lot of done. Um, you know they, they, you know they, they, they. I think this is always a, an interesting. V- live feed for, for Cowboys fans that have never been to training camp because you kind of get to see the, the, the rhythm of what practice is like. Right, and, right. you know, for the first like 30 or 45 minutes, it's them kind of working into practice, warmups, fundamentals, special teams, you know, everyone got to see that. But then after that, you know, for the last hour, they basically did, you know, they, they, they went from all that and did just, they did some one-on-ones, which was very revealing. We'll talk about some of that stuff, mm-hmm. but then for like the whole last hour, they did, uh, 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 11 on 11 drills you know whether it's goal line or situational third down um, lots of, of really 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 good and useful reps for these guys uh, because you know it's, it's it's like they were talking about on the on the broadcast it's you know you start to get the other players on your on your team's tendencies down yeah and it makes yes. it you know easy to kind of make your reps look better because you know the opponent that you're going against really well so this was good to kind of see them go against another opponent in, in a kind of controlled environment uh, and, and then and get a chance for, you know, Connor Williams to get a couple of different snaps against Aaron Donald, uh, you know, CeeDee Lamb to get a couple of different mm-hmm. snaps against Jalen Ramsey, um, you know, Trayvon Diggs to get a couple of different reps against uh, uh, Jackson and, and, and Cup. So I, I just think that this kind of work, it has such value if done correctly. It isn't always done correctly, but I think McCarthy and McVay did a great job of structuring it. So, you know, they had their offense and their defense separated on separate fields going against each other. And they were just able to get a whole bunch of work uh, for both units at the same time for that whole last hour of practice. Does it worry you at all that the Cowboys are practicing against like the Rams who could very well be one of the NFC contenders this year? Like, is that an issue at all? I, I mean, 
I think it's actually good because the, I'd rather go you, against a team that's good, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good measuring stick. I think you know what Aaron Donald is. You know what Jalen. I mean, the guys that I just mentioned, those are known quantities in the NFL to a large degree. Um, and and I think that the, the Rams are 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 uh, a very well coached football team. I think we we can all agree on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that this is a, a really good opportunity against a quality team. I mean, it's one of the better teams in the NFL to kind of really get some good work and and kind of ramp up towards uh, what, what we're going to see the rest of the preseason. And I, I think that, you know, there's these, these two teams are head coaches are smart. You know, they know how to, yeah. to make, keep things vanilla enough that it, this isn't going to reveal any deep, dark secrets. Uh, if these two teams were have to play no, each other no. in the playoffs later. So uh, yeah, I think that this, that that's kind of overblown. And, and if anything, it's, it's more than mitigated by the advantages you get by having uh, your players go against players that are, like I said, known quantities in the NFL, really good players, you know, in some cases, all pros, you know, top of their top of their position. So let's just update you guys on some injuries that happened yesterday. Uh, Terrell Bash in the defensive end, he suffered, I believe what Todd Archer called a minor ankle injury. Uh, he should be good to go in the next week or two. It's nothing there. Neville Gallimore also suffered an ankle injury. It's not clear. Uh, how long he's going to be out. Uh, it doesn't seem like it was anything major, major. He might miss, let's say, a week or two uh, as well. Uh, but we'll keep an eye on that. And then Dak, he sounds like he was doing some light throwing yesterday. I saw some video of him kind of throwing the ball against the ground, kind of tossing it to, to other players. But uh, it seems like he is progressing a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think this is – this is what we talked about, right? Like a little bit of throwing this week, getting it ready for the, the Houston game is the important thing. And that's, you know, it sounds like they've kind of reconfirmed that timeline uh, the last few times they've spoken. So, uh, and, and it does sound like all the little bits and pieces that we have heard individually are kind of starting to form together. They did talk to a Rangers pitching uh, coach and, and the Rangers pitching coach basically said, don't try to ramp it up, just go yep. cold turkey for, which is basically what uh, uh, kind of, it was the impetus of the of the change of public stance for the I, Cowboys? I so. Yep. You know, is that they, after talking to them, they're like, "Well, maybe not a couple of days. Maybe we're not going to just ramp them up. Maybe we're just going to let them not throw for a little while." Well, uh, it, it kind of sounds like they're doing the same thing with Amari Cooper because I saw Cooper talk about it yesterday. Where, you know, I, I think was it a week ago, Amari said that he's really close to being out there, and now it seems like. Hey, we're just gonna see how we are in the next couple of weeks. Like, there's really no yeah. reason to ramp up. Let's just wait and see where we're at. Yeah, I mean, get, that's that's my whole thing, and, and and maybe it's best to kind of phrase it like this: get ready for what? <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like Amari for- does not need to play any preseason games, right? No. He doesn't, he doesn't, he does, you know, like all, all these guys, you know, look, I would like Dak to see, and I'm sure Dak would as well like to play some preseason games, hmm. you know, just because he's been hurt, just to get out there, get some live bullets work going before, you know, you play the Super Bowl chance Correct. week one. I, I think that makes sense. Cooper, you know, look, <laughs> Cooper had like, what, what was it, 1,200 yards on, with four quarterbacks last yeah, year? Yeah, basically, yeah. I, I think we're good there. I think he's okay. Well, uh, the, so the thing Mike McCarthy keeps saying about Mari, too, is like he's in fantastic shape. So, like, he is. I don't think it's one of these things he's going to need to work himself back into shape and practice. It's not, it's just, we're a month away from the season, Landon. Like there's no rush here at all. Exactly. If you look at him and and Demarcus Lawrence, they both look like they're in incredible shape for having not been out. You know, neither one of them look like they need to be worked back into shape. Both of them look like they're in the best shape that we've seen. I hate to be best shape of their lives, but, but, but Cooper looks thinner. Lawrence looks sleeker. Those guys, like they, 
you know, we're noticing the difference, not just yeah. them telling us they're in the best shape of their life. And then on top of like Amari, like if they were in a new offense and there was new verbiage and you know, all that kind of stuff, yeah. then yeah, maybe missing some time would be a little harder, but he's been playing in the Kellamore offense for several years now. It's the same offense they ran last year. He doesn't need these reps. In fact, it's probably better that guys like Cedric Wilson and Noah Brown are getting more of these reps, right? Just to, to be more prepared in case Amari does go down in the regular season. So I'm not concerned at all. We're going to get to the practice later in just a second, but I want to tell you guys about stat hero. Did you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose is it really that surprising? The game is actually rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and time than you. You don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero, it's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works Stat Hero shows you the lineup and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head to head fantasy matchup. You name the stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is literally showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. You are in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it was meant to be one on one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. All you have to do is go to stathero.com slash locked on and sign up for free. And right now, you can get three times back on your first play. Stathero.com slash locked on. All right, Lena, let's talk about some of the actual matchups that we saw at the scrimmage on Saturday. I think we have to start with CeeDee Lamb against Jalen Ramsey. Like the, the the one clip that's gone kind of viral on Twitter, thanks to David Hellman, uh, just CeeDee roasting Jalen uh, Ramsey. How did you think CD performed in the scrimmage? I mean, it looked like CD. It just didn't look like, you know, it didn't look like Jalen Ramsey had an effect on him, really. It's just, <laughs> no, you know, he's continuing no. to do his thing. Um, you know, Jalen Ramsey had a great practice. Like he, he was, he was all over the place with a couple of different guys. He had a couple of different uh, routes against Gallup that looked good, but you know, he, he, I think there were only like, you know, two or three routes that we saw CD versus Jalen, just because Jalen was practicing a lot from the slot and, um, and CD was, you know, he just toasted him on one, on at least one of them. Um, yeah. And, you yeah. know, so I, I, I think, you know, here's my funny thing with with CD now is that we we've been talking about Des things, right? Like, you know, he does Des things in practice now, and that's kind of what to expect. The crazy thing about Des things is that we didn't have a another wide receiver, you know, not practicing who is as good, if not better, than CD, still waiting in the wings, you know. So, yep. Uh, yep that just kind of shows you what, what this offense can be, you know, is that we're, we're marveling over this guy. Like he's uh, our far and away number one receiver when he might not be, he might probably be, he might be wide receiver two. And even if he's wide receiver one, let's just say that you have an incredibly good number wide receiver two at the very least. So yeah. it's exciting yeah. to see him go out there and do this against, uh, uh, you know, uh, Ramsey. He toasted a couple other corners as well, but I mean, obviously they didn't have much of a chance even, you know, we, you know, we, we can talk about him too. Gallup. I thought had but the Gallup touchdown nice, was unbelievable, unbelievable catch, man. And um, yeah, so I, I, I think the wide receivers, uh, the top two guys that are out there, they look ready to go. And um, it's certainly ready for week one. And, and I, I have no concerns about really any of the top three wide receivers at this no. point, even with one of them not practicing. I don't really have any concerns about their top five receivers, to be honest. Like if they just yeah. decide to roll into the season with Cedric Wilson and Noah Brown as their top five, the same That's guys good. that we saw last year, 
They're fine. I mean, Noah Brown continues to be one of the more underrated receivers in the league. We saw that in, in preseason this year. Feel really good about their wide receiver core. Um, let's talk about the quarterback, uh, Garrett Gilbert. I, it looks comfortable, right? Like it, it's pretty clear that he's decent. Yeah. Uh, is that the right I, word? I, I, look, I mean, confident. I'm not in a rush. Yeah, like I'm not in a huge rush based on what Garrett's playing to like. I, there seems to be a call for this, but it's like I don't see this huge rush to need to go out and, and pay a bunch of money for a backup quarterback who's going to be not nearly that much money's worth right, right. in value at quarterback when you sign him. You know, so uh, I think he's done a pretty good job so far. He definitely has some some clear defined weaknesses that he needs to work on, but he's got to speed everything up. Yeah, yeah, especially in the red zone. You know, that's really yep. where he needs to know like the, the alarm needs to go off on his head a little quicker. Like, okay, I, I've gone through progressions and this isn't happening. He's either got to bail or throw away the football, you know? Like, but my thing is he's competent enough to get you through practice and through preseason games and not have it be a disaster. Right. Absolutely. And that's kind of the job of a backup quarterback, right? Like he's doing everything that if you went out and signed Blake Bortles would be doing. In fact, he might be doing some of those things better than Blake Bortles, but you know what I mean? It's like, he's kind of doing what we want the backup job to do. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that, you know, more familiarity with the offense is helping him. Uh, again, I think more snaps will help him a little bit, mm-hmm. just kind of continue to go through things a little bit quicker. I would love um, to see him play the entire first half against the Cardinals on Friday night. Yeah, absolutely. And Why look, not? I, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that we shouldn't necessarily go out and get a quarterback, but I, I think that the, his play is has put it in such that you certainly don't feel the need to have to go out and do it today. Yes. You know, yeah. so uh, I, I, yeah, I, I've been pretty satisfied with the way Gilbert's played, uh, especially because, you, know, you know, when we saw what we saw last year with him against Pittsburgh, uh, he, he, I, he showed us something. And I think he's mm-hmm. continued to kind of get a little bit better since then. So I, I'm, I'm more than satisfied to kind of continue uh, seeing what, what he's got left. And then, you know, if we need to evaluate that once we get towards the end of preseason, see if we need to get another guy cut downs is a perfect time to go quarterback shopping. Absolutely. Um, let's finish up on the offense by talking about the offensive line. Connor Williams, man, listen, mm-hmm. he is not scared. And I love that about Connor Williams. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, from the, from what I saw, it sounds like he had a pretty good practice. Any thoughts on Connor? I was actually going to comment on the same thing is that, you know, you go back and you look at, at that Connor is not scared. You know, Connor isn't scared of anything. Connor nope. stepped into this offensive line room as a rookie with, you know, four solid starters uh, and uh, took it upon himself to become decent enough to become one of those five. Then the next year, he took a step forward. He lost all the opportunity uh, to see these guys, to be with them, you know, through injuries and, and, and whatever. And he was the last man standing last year, uh, and I thought he played admirably. Now he's coming in. He's in a contract year. He's got a, uh, you know, he's they're asking him to play more center. He's he has no problem stepping in and doing that, and, uh, you know, to help the team potentially be uh, a swing interior backup guy as well. Uh, and then he's, you know, has no fear going against Aaron Donald or, or doing what he needs to do with those reps. I love it. You know, everyone is constantly trying to replace him. I think Connor Williams is a pretty pretty darn good football player and, and a you know better than average starter at his position and um and i think that you know we're starting to see that kind of show itself a little bit more and, and i and you know could not be more proud of him uh, for the reps that he showed against uh, D- donald both in one-on-ones and a team 
Yeah, Connor Williams' contract is up after this year, and he's one of the more fascinating players. I, I'm curious to see what the Cowboys have to do because they've always valued the offensive line. And if Connor continues to progress like I think he's going to, it's going to be awfully hard for the Cowboys to let him walk in free agency. He's still only 24 years old. Like there were guards in this draft that were 24, like coming yeah. into the league, and he's got all that experience. He's gotten better every single year. Really curious to see what happens. Uh, last one, Connor McGovern. Any thoughts on him? Yeah, same thing. I mean, you know, again, some great reps against Aaron Donald, which <laughs> even more impressive for a guy like Connor McGovern, who has not played a ton of snaps in the NFL, uh, has really started to come into his own this year. Um, he definitely, you know, they, there was a couple reps later on in practice where where, <laughs> uh, uh, where, where Donald got him really good. Uh, but, was, you know, like, but that's not, I mean, he's, Aaron Donald's the defensive MVP. Uh and then, you know, there was one where, where Connor got beat by a swim move and then was able to really recover well and, and, and prevent uh, Donald from, from getting the sack. So, uh, I, you know, look, we can say what we want. And look, I, I got to throw this in too. I thought Tynishki had a good practice yesterday. Okay. You know, and, and, and I think that we've talked about this and, and, and there's been a kind of overreaction to one or two bad reps by Tynishki. And, and not that he's been fantastic, but I think that his situation is a little bit better than we've all been anticipating just because I see more positive reps from him than negative for sure. Yeah. So I would just also I, mention just, Lyle Collins. I thought Lyle had some good yeah, reps yesterday. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think the offensive line in general had a really good practice yeah. yesterday for the most part. And so I'm, I'm feeling a little bit better about that situation than I was. Yeah, I feel pretty good about the offensive line. The depth is still up and down depending on the practice you see and the game you see. But, but you at least have solutions, right? At least you've yes. got, like, at the worst, if there's a tackle injury, you kick Connor McGovern in a guard, you put Zach Martin out of tackle. Yep. If you have to. If you have to. Um, I want to talk about the defense, but I want to first tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all of the action on Bet Online. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. I also want to tell you guys about Built Bar, the absolute best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors, and it's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste amazing. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you will get 15% off your next box at BuiltBar.com. All right, let's talk about the defense, Landon. And I, the guy that we have to mention first, I think, before anybody else is Maurice Kennedy, right? Like, again, a, another practice where he performs incredibly well. He had, I, I think, I'm sure you saw the, the video of the interception, right, that he had on Matt Stafford. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was inc- it was amazing. I don't know I lost, if I, I saw it, it probably- live and screamed at my TV. It was like, ah, <laughs> yeah, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was it was we're the, at a point the, where he's a lock to make the roster. The Hollywood meme, right? I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said we're at a point where he's a lock to make the roster, right? Yeah, I mean, honestly, there's an interesting conversation going on on Twitter. You know, it's like who's gonna get cut for uh, for Maurice Candidate? and and man. What a luxury, right? Like, what I mean, a luxury, if, if, we, yeah. if we were able to like have this conversation or, or to know that we were going to be able to have this conversation a month ago, right. Or, or, you know, a, a month and a half ago, how thrilled would we be? Right. Cause oh we're just gosh. looking for yeah. enough cornerbacks to 
know, fill a roster than, you know, maybe be trolling some other teams' uh, uh, cutdowns to hopefully pick up some depth. But at this point, we've got more decent corners than we know what to do with. Now, yes. there's still yep. some decisions to be made about who – you know, cornerback two is and, 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 you know, who's getting the, the lion's share of the snaps or the starters. But I mean, having, uh, and you know, having Brown, having, uh, 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 Joseph having, uh, I mean, Nation Wright, all these guys who have had really good training camps, uh, you know, on top of the Trayvon Diggs, who we should talk about as well, had two pass breakups, uh, they get beat by, practice. uh, Deshaun Jackson once, but that's just an annual tradition of Deshaun Jackson beating us for an 80-yard touchdown. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, <laughs> they only had one deep pass against mm-hmm. us that whole practice, though. Like, we had two or three. If you go back and watch, C.D. Lamb had a big touchdown deep on a post. There was another one where, where Gallup was wide open. So, absolutely, he, no one was flawless. But, I mean, only one time getting beat deep on a pass right, right. You know, when you have Deshaun Jackson on the team it's not bad right so uh, I thought I think that the, the coverage in general has been you know we've been talking about it over and over again the coverage in general has been really good for this team and not just like you know the top two or three guys like four and five deep you've got guys who are making plays who are good in coverage what I mean what a luxury honestly you, this, like that bodes well for this defense really looking good this year. do you think it's a talent thing that you know they just have more talent in the secondary than they had last year or is it like they're just more comfortable with the scheme I mean look I, I they had I think we were too close too quick to completely write off Anthony Brown and and Jordan Lewis based on what happened last year I mean especially yeah. Anthony Brown who basically played the entire year with broken ribs and Mm -hmm. at one point punctured lung yeah you know like i mean that's not easy to run with right and and uh, you know i just think that oh there's a lot of talent that was on this cowboys defense last year that you know much in the way it it is showing itself this year it just did not show itself last year They, they just weren't you know weren't able to avail themselves whether that's scheme whether that's comfort in the scheme you know whether that's individual players having bad years I don't really know, but, but well, all I know is that there was a lot of guys in this team who at one point were considered talented. And then after last year, suddenly weren't considered talented. And now we've come back into training camp and think people seem to, to be comfortable with what they're doing. And and now those guys seem to be playing back up to their level. So, you know, I, I, to me, the guy that's in trouble right now is Jordan Lewis needs to be on the field more. You know, and I, and there is a reason that we haven't really heard his name much, and, and it isn't because he's been out there and, and not practicing well. It's because he just hasn't been out there. You know, and so he started to work his way back into camp. I saw him with a pass deflection yesterday. They probably should have had an interception on, but I think you know, if we're talking about guys who may be you know surprise cuts, I wouldn't be looking at Anthony Brown. I would be looking, you know, at Jordan Lewis. The, the but problem with like that is Robinson. It's it's like you know yeah, yeah. those down roster guys. The problem with uh, Jordan Lewis because you gave him a contract this offseason, like you don't gain anything by cutting him. You actually have to pay him two million dollars to cut him. So yeah, it's, I mean he's probably on the roster. Where where I think like they what's ultimately going to happen? They're going to have to go short somewhere else they weren't planning. Yeah, Whether that's receiver, like instead of keeping six receivers, they only keep five. Maybe that's maybe they don't keep as many safeties. Maybe you only keep how many safeties? Three safeties. Could you, you keep could. K- I mean, Casey Hooker a, and Donovan Wilson? I mean, look, it, we're not ready to have this conversation yet because it's still early. But man, Curse plays a lot with. Well, Makamu has made plays as well. 
So my point is, is that you've got a bunch of safeties that you like as well at this point, or at least that, th- that we're seeing them use a lot, right? Like, I don't think the curse has been terrible, but he plays a very specific role, you know, like, and so maybe the, the, the thing is, is that like, you can't keep curse and Neil. You can't keep both, right? Like, because they kind of both, even though one's a linebacker and one's a safety, they're both playing basically the same position, right? So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be kind of a a more holistic view of the defense versus, uh, oh, it's going to be 11 cornerbacks, three safeties. And you know what I'm saying? Like, we we, we could cut this safety. uh, Like, we could cut curse if we're keeping Neil. Yeah, cut yeah. Neil if you keep a curse. Even though those are different positions, they yeah. kind of play same spots on uncertain packages. So, uh, yeah, I think this year's cutdown is really going to be difficult because we're really going to have to take a step back and kind of, especially on the defensive side of the ball, take a holistic view of of what the way the, the roster looks. There's going to be some good players the Cowboys cut at other positions because of their depth at cornerback. It's just going to be the way it is. Like CJ Goodwin, I'm telling you right now, is going to make this roster. And people don't put him in the cornerback conversation at all, but he's going to be one of the six or seven they keep. <laughs> You're going to have to find ways to go short, whether it's a running back. Maybe you don't carry three quarterbacks. Maybe you only carry two and see if Cooper Rush can make your practice squad, right? Like yeah. it, it's it's going to be interesting challenge. Uh, any other guys on defense you want to mention before we head out? Michael Parsons. Um, you know, I mean – it sounds like a broken drum, but he's he's just all over the place. He had a uh, pass deflection. He had a uh, sack. Um, you know, he's just – it's it's kind of hard to, to put into words just like how often this guy is around the football. It's, it's crazy to me that he didn't play football last year. <laughs> yeah. That's just nuts because he looks so in tune with what's going on. Like it's – Is he their best yeah. linebacker right now? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to say this. Well, it's hard to say because he's played so many different spots, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, if, as far as pure linebacker, I mean, that's the other thing. Late Vanderash has had a really good training camp. Like he looks really good. Also, so, I, I want to say Leighton Vanderash might have helped uh, had a great decision this off season by uh, declining the fifth year option because did you see the money the linebackers are starting to get paid now? Uh, Twenty million dollars a year quarterback for money, linebacker like that's. So listen, Vanderash isn't going to get twenty million, but if he has a really good year, could he get twelve million in free agency? Maybe. Yeah, you know, I think I think it, I think it would be interesting to see if he maybe. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what his market is like next yeah. year for sure. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it was a fun practice for their – fun scrimmage for the Cowboys on Saturday. Uh, we've got a, only, I believe, one more practice this week uh, before the Cowboys get ready for their preseason game against the Cardinals. Uh, we've got it, – it's going to be a busy next couple of weeks later. we got cutdowns coming here in about three weeks. We've got hard knocks happening Tuesday night for the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun time to be a Dallas Cowboy fan. Tons of content. Uh, Stay tuned for that because we, we we might do something special for for uh, for. Uh, should the should we do like stuff. a post uh, reaction show on YouTube? Maybe let's see what yes we're we're, we're doing this live on air, which is probably yeah. not good, but we but we should check out and see what time it airs, and and maybe we'll do like a quick uh, post show reaction. Yeah, I think it'll finish it at like YouTube eight p.m. Uh, Pacific time. So we'll we we'll might look out for that. Look out for that, guys. Maybe we yeah. might do that. Uh, so if you want to see stuff like that, make sure you're subscribing to us on YouTube at Locked On, Locked on Cowboys. You can uh, obviously download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. 
Uh, follow Landon at Nicole BCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.